0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUL.
1: Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM i I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. David is producing our broadcast today, uh, and we will talk about a wide variety of things. Um, I want to delve into the baseball playoffs because it's fascinating how things get magnified in the playoffs. And I must tell you, I was watching the Astros, and I turned it off. I thought Seattle had that game won. (laughs) Didn't happen. But speaking of games, Florida and LSU renew their rivalry Saturday night in the Swamp. A guy that's been on our program for a lot of years, and I always appreciate him taking the time, is Scott Rabelais, columnist who covers uh, LSU for the Baton Rouge Advocate and others. Scott, always good to have you. Welcome.
2: Uh thanks. Thank you for having me again. I, I, I too turned off the uh, Astros and Mariners game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and I and I'm a longtime Astros fan, you know, because of geography. So
1: Yeah. Um and it was amazing they came back and won that. Especially after Verlander, you know, did not have a good start. But anyway I digress. Not at all. Yeah. Um <laughs> I have been waiting to ask you this because Going into the season, understand a new coach, a new staff, a new system, a new quarterback, but you have a guy like Butte over there, and he really hasn't done much—at least statistically. You see him all the time, and you see this team. Scott, is there an issue behind that? That, That—that seems odd to me.
2: It's been a little puzzling this end too. I mean, you know, uh, he—you know, this is a guy who had. A really serious ankle injury midway through the last season, about a year ago, uh, at Kentucky, and, um, had to have two surgeries to replace repair and missed the whole spring. Kind of was, uh, you know, there were a lot of rumors that, that he was getting some NIL offers to go to other schools, but, uh, that some LSU, uh, pro LSU people retained, you know, retained his services and, now you see his billboards on the interstate, which is still strange to me that we see this with college athletes but uh it seems like it's been not the the best relationship between him and Brian Kelly. I think you know- with Oron when you were injured, you didn't have to come to practice. Kelly's like, you know you got to come to practice, you got to be part of the team what we're doing and I think there's been a little there's been a little contentiousness there, and then you have an offense that uh you know the quarterback Jaden Daniels not maybe doing the things, not best at doing the things that utilize Butte's talents best, which is going more vertical in the passing game, going deeper downfield. That's something Daniels has not done very much. And then Butte's had some drops, too. He had some drops in the Florida State game. He had a, he had a drop uh, last week against Tennessee. Uh, he hasn't been the best version of himself. That's, that said, the measurable say he'll probably be a very high NFL draft pick, but uh, he finally got a touchdown last week. His first touchdown of the season against Tennessee, and we talked to one of the other receivers yesterday, Jerry Jenkins, he said um you know he said i think it's going to be the beginning of a big breakout for him it could be but uh it, it could well be he could the second half of the season could look nothing like the first because he is a very talented receiver but we haven't seen it to date uh,
1: i know they've had a lot of issues on the offensive line what's the strength of this team in your view scott
2: i think uh, yeah offensive line has been a big issue um they they're on they're going to be on their sixth different um, offensive line well I say that now the thing Will Campbell's going to come back and play Saturday he he was he missed the game last week so they've had at least four or five different offensive line combinations so that has not been a strength for the getting back there the starting left tackle this week it would seem um, the uh, the strength has been the, dif- the defensive line and they gave up a lot of yards rushing to Tennessee uh, last week but you know those kind of and Tennessee's very good offense, as Florida fans would, would attest. And uh, the, the, it was just uh, – they're kind of in the tough, some tough situations at times. But they are very good on the defensive line, even though they lost Mason Smith. Uh, they're preseason all the SEC to tackle in the Florida State game to start the season. Um, uh, there, there's some depth there, some talent. Uh, Mickey Wingo, uh, a transfer from Missouri, has filled in very well for for Smith. At defensive tackle, he saw Valley Gay and B.J. Ojolari. He's kind of a hybrid. You know, is he an end? Is he a linebacker? You know, a lot of times he plays with his hand on the ground. So uh, I would say that's that's been the strength. Uh, it should be the wide receiver core, but we haven't seen that yet so far.
1: Um, the Where where LSU is right now uh, with a new quarterback, It do you think there's similarities between Richardson and Daniels and you know, dual threat guy, you know, maybe struggled on the passing game a little bit. Do you see some similarities there?
2: Well, I see a lot of similarities uh, between those two guys and, and LSU and Florida in general, you know, yeah. programs. Yeah, you know, they're both where they are right now with first-year coaches and trying to develop and, and um, uh, you, you know, trying to, you know, re- you know, rebuild to where they w- want to be in terms of championship programs. Yeah, definitely the quarterbacks reflect that. Hot, a little hot and cold. Um, Daniels, uh, fast, fastest quarterback I've ever seen covering LSU football for thirty years. Wow, yeah, that's for sure. But he has um, really had a, a lot of hesitancy with taking the ball downfield and throwing, you know, the, the the vertical passes to, you know, the fly patterns, the post routes to, to Malik Neighbors, to jo- uh, Keishon Booty, to um, uh, Brian Thomas. Uh, these guys who are very capable. So it's, uh, it's been a bit of a, an issue, but, uh, he did throw in, he did take a few more chances against Tennessee and did throw for 300 yards. Now you can say a lot of empty yards and say only got, uh, 13 points. But, um, yeah, I definitely think there's some similarities to, to both programs. They're committed to him. You know, they have uh, other quarterbacks, Garrett Nussmeyer, who has played a little bit, um, uh, in, in his, in a relief role. But they seem to be sticking with Daniels because he gives them that dual threat uh, option, and which is important to get behind an offensive line that's still trying to find itself too. You know that he can take off and run.
1: Last thing for you, Scott. Um, Obviously, you've got uh, I would think a big difference between an Ed Orgeron coaching type and a Brian Kelly coaching type. Do you is there any besides X and O? What do you see as some of the changes under Kelly? As opposed to the Orgeron regime,
2: with Kelly, it's a lot of you know a lot of yeah you know, the the, the devil is in the details. You know, be accountable, be you know be precisely on time for things. You get every, every player has an individual meal plan. I'm not saying that makes LSU any different from Florida or a lot of other you know schools that put a lot of you know uh, a lot of money and resources into, into football, but uh, he's he's very big on. The, the, the little things adding up to the big things. And uh, frankly, it's a change of culture. And I think that's that's part of uh, – I'm sure that's part of what Florida's dealing with. And, uh, again, they're very similar situations. And, uh, you know, he's got to put his own stamp on things. Uh, to me, the two most successful, well-respec- uh, well-respected coaches in my lifetime at LSU have been Bill Arnsparger before he went to Florida. I uh, you know, was a coach here for three years and Nick Saban, of course. And those are two guys who are kind of very no-nonsense. NFL, some NFL background, although uh, Kelly doesn't have that. But uh, no-nonsense, big on accountability, big on you know, the, the small things you know, being important. And I think that's what LSU needs. I think LSU needs that kind of coach. You can say, We'll, we'll see long term whether you know Brian Kelly is successful or not. I think he will be, but uh, it, it, I think he's the kind of coach, the kind of temperament that LSU needs. And f- people talk about fit. You know, is he the right fit? Is he this or that? You know, he's he spent his whole life in the Northeast and the Midwest. Well, Ed O'Jong was the best fit you could possibly have, and he had one, he had a couple of great years, but long term he couldn't sustain it.
1: Okay, you mentioned something, so I have to ask: Is this for LSU's fans, team? program, is the Florida game still a big rivalry?
2: Oh, I think so. And I think the Billy Napier thing has heightened it. You know, a lot of LSU fans wanted uh, LSU to hire him because of his success, you know, just an hour away, you know, at, at Lafayette. And uh, it doesn't seem like, you know, he was really ever going to get any real uh, legitimate shot at the LSU job. I think, I think a lot of it being that he was the coach at at UL and UL, not, not, not for the fact that you know, the quality of his uh, his ability as a coach. Uh, so yeah, I think that's heightened it a little bit. And uh, yeah, I think LSU fans over the years have felt that you know the schedule format in the SEC, where LSU has to play Florida every year, and Alabama has gotten Tennessee, which until you know recently has has struggled for for a long time, has not been kind of fair. And it's it's a it's, it's kind of a shame. I think this is likely a rivalry that's going to not be an annual game anymore. Once we see the new SEC schedule format, I can't imagine a scenario where it is, really. But uh, but yeah, they've they've been they've been a lot of great games and a lot of great teams back and forth, and especially in the last you know twenty five thirty years, you know national champions and Heisman winners and and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's been a very great and entertaining rivalry, and there's some some animosity on both sides. I think I think people are going to look at this year's game as a referendum on Billy and Brian, and I don't think that's fair for either one. But nonetheless, I think that's the reality of this year's game. So there's a little added to it right now, and um, it's going to go away in a couple of years, the annual rivalry. And that's that's kind of a shame because these two guys, uh, I think, will be coaching to their schools for, you know, for a good while.
1: Okay. Where can people see your work, Scott?
2: We're at uh, theadvocate.com. Or nola. dot com and get a little LSU put, pull down. You got all our LSU coverage. Uh, if you want to check out what we're saying about the Tigers this week, we got to. And we, we got a reporter going over to Lafayette to talk about Billy Napier. So there's going to be a very Billy Napier oriented story in the next couple of days uh, uh, too. So check it out.
1: Okay, yeah, and, and Louisiana plays on ESPN tonight, so that's going to be interesting too. They do. Yeah, yeah. Right. always appreciate your time, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. You Take got care. it, Scott Rabelais, Baton Rouge Advocate. Covering LSU 1214 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus joins us next. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
3: Good afternoon. I'm Griffin Fold. All four MLB Playoff Division Series are underway as former Gator center fielder Harrison Bader hit his first career postseason home run last night in the Bronx in route to a 4-1 Yankees Game 1 victory over the Guardians. Tonight on the West Coast, Dodgers Southpaw Clayton Kershaw will face Padres right-hander Hugh Darvish as L.A. looks to take a 2-0 series lead over their division rival San Diego. Be sure to catch all of tonight's action right here starting at 8. Tomorrow night in high school football, Gainesville Hurricanes will look to pick up their first win as they welcome Matanzas. In hockey, the Tampa Bay Lightning will look to bounce back from their season-opening loss to the New York Rangers last night as they head to Columbus to take on the Blue Jackets this Friday. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Griffin Fulton.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
1: Folks, I've told you for a while now about Arthrex, a global medical device company and leader in new product development and medical education in orthopedics. They're committed to delivering uncompromising quality to the healthcare pros who use their products and ultimately the millions of patients whose lives they impact. Arthrex now is experiencing unprecedented growth. and As an Arthrex employee, you have the chance to be at the forefront of the orthopedic medical device industry. They're hiring now at their facilities in Florida, South Carolina, and California. To find out more about how you can join their team, go to careers.arthrex.com that's careers.arthrex.com you'll find out more
3: hi this is dr Luis rodriguez of exceptional dentistry hear what our clients have to say about their experience at exceptional dentistry
4: i was really looking for some top of the line dentists to you know, be under their care i mean from the first day i came here when you walk in they treat you just with the utmost kindness i've never known dentist or any health care provider in my life that has the compassion towards people that they do it's just very well worth it when you leave you just feel great but if you want good quality work and dentists that really care about you as a person and your your health care like that come to exceptional dentistry because they are exceptional
3: This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Automotive,
1: we get the bugs out of your car. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, A.C., oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks, and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com.
5: Dave Dave Automotive, we get the bug.
6: means more than football, it's also a great time to get your trees ready for winter. Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, is standing by to help you with all your removal, trimming, pruning, and more projects. Free estimates, at Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all.
0: The future is now. Bulls up, Gators say they have it, oh, and it is Florida football. The Gators renew their rivalry with the LSU Tigers. To the five, chomp, 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 touchdown, touchdown, Gators! Gators kickoff is set for 7 Eastern 6 Central with pregame starting at 4 Eastern 3 Central right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF the home of the Florida Gators. We are proud to be your home for Gators soccer.
7: Spins and fire!
0: You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators, and now more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at wruf.com.
1: I'll talk some college football. I'm going to talk some National Football League. Uh, action now. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus covers the NFL, and he is with us. We always appreciate Ben being here. Ben, it's been kind of an odd NFL year in in some ways. Um, so let me start with teams at the top. Uh, are there any teams at the top that you think will not stay at the top towards the end of the year?
8: Yeah, I mean, that is a really good question, and it has been a really weird NFL season. Yes. I would say, you know, the only two teams that I would classify as being at the top right now are Buffalo and Kansas City, and I definitely expect those two teams uh, to kind of stick there, I do think that we're gonna. They're kind of on a, you know, a collision course to at least determine what one of those represents the AFC uh, in the Super Bowl. Uh, but I would say, you know, outside of that, the rest of the teams that a lot of people I think, you know, have in like their top five, we could very much see, you know, quite a bit of fluctuation because I do think the rest of those teams specifically uh, definitely all have their warts in various areas.
1: Um. Let me ask the flip side: Are there teams that have gotten off to a slow start that you think will recover?
8: Yeah, I, I think you know we saw one of these teams on you know Sunday Night Football, the Cincinnati Bengals, but they you know kind of been hamstrung by you know, Zach Taylor as a play caller that hasn't necessarily been uh, you know what they need from that offense. Aren't generating explosive plays in any uh, you know sort of sustainable way that like they were last year, and and the offensive line has a lot of question marks, but. I think they have too much talent offensively to not have a say in that AFC North division when it's all said and done. Uh, you know, obviously the loss to Baltimore on Sunday night, you know, drastically impacted their odds, but I still think they're a team that you know are probably going to find their way into the playoffs. And when they actually end up doing that, uh, you know, are once again going to be a really difficult alt. So I do think that you know Cincinnati specifically makes a lot of sense. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts as well kind of started off. Uh, you know, relatively slow, haven't necessarily put together anything, you know, production-wise from an offensive standpoint, but uh, I I think that, you know, if they can figure out issues along the offensive line in a really weak division, uh, you know, they make a lot of sense when it's all said and done to, you know, finish kind of where we expected that in the preseason after what was, you know, a really difficult, you know, first five games of the season to watch for them, especially offensively.
1: Ben, what's wrong with the Rams?
8: there's there's a few different things i do think that you know the offensive line is obviously you know the biggest concern i think you know losing andrew whitworth to retirement uh had a much bigger impact on them overall offensively than what people you know projected in the preseason outside of that you know they lost they lost playmakers at the wide receiver position uh and are relying you know way too much on cooper cup who you know, has been getting bracketed in coverage, maybe hasn't been separating as well as he was at in 2021. And they have no other guys really, you know, outside of him, kind of capable of separating uh, and separating quickly in those intermediate to, you know, low average depth of target type situations. And, uh, And I think it's had an impact on, you know, Matthew Stafford taking a lot of sacks and their offensive line, you know, going back to it being really poor. So if they can't win in kind of that intermediate route, like they were at last year with Odell Beckham, you know, kind of, uh alleviating or at least doing some of the heavy lifting alongside of cooper cup they've just been not productive offensively and then defensively you know aaron donald still you know pretty much the best player in the world but Jalen ramsey you know isn't really even grading out as like a top 10 cornerback option and if they don't have that shut down type cornerback uh you, you know they've definitely been exposed so i think what you're seeing from the rams is so heavy last year that can definitely work out but Uh, If one of the or two of those players aren't necessarily playing quite up to expectation, and if you do lose one of those guys like Andrew Whitworth, it has a pretty drastic ripple effect on the overall outlook for that team. So uh, definitely, you know, a a tough start to the season. But I think they are, you know, a a distant second, I would say, in the NFC West, and are going to be looking up at the San Francisco 49ers uh, for the entire season. And I don't think that, you know, when it's all said and done. Uh, they're going to come anywhere close to actually catching them.
1: Wow, Ben Brown, pro football focus covering the NFL, joining us here on Sports Scene. Let me ask you about two teams that really intrigue me, and they've already played each other. The Bucks won. I, I don't know. I, I'm not sold on them. They're, they're three and two. Are they better than that?
8: I mean, they, I I think given the injury situation, I would say no, but I think, you know, getting some of these guys back, getting them into the fold and actually, you know, being able to have a sustainable type offense when they're, you know, when the offensive line is at least somewhat intact and they do have playmakers at the wide receiver position, I do think they can be good. They do have, you know, the easiest remaining strength of schedule in the NFL through the regular season. So I do think that, you know, they are very much in line to uh potentially get that, you know, number one seed that is going to be so crucial once again this year to get out of the NFC. So I, I don't really buy into the current version of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I think once guys are back and healthy and kind of hitting their stride, uh I, I just think that Tom Brady is, you know, still going to be playing so well to the point where they're always going to be contenders. So uh, I, I don't know if they're going to have what it takes to really beat, you know, a team like Buffalo or Kansas City when it's all said and done. But uh, you know, I, I look at them as, you know, still probably being the favorite to get out of the NFC right now.
1: Ben, I'm, I'm a long suffering Jets fan and, and glad they're off to a good start. <laughs> I didn't think the Packers would lose to a four and one Giants team, and now the Packers have to turn around and play the Jets. But I want to focus on the Packers. I guess I thought because they lost Devontae Adams and whatnot, young receiver group except for Randall Cobb, they might struggle. But Aaron Rodgers does not look comfortable, does not seem happy there. What's your take on Green Bay?
8: Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, right? I think that, you know, when you have. A top three type quarterback, you maybe don't necessarily need the prototypical number one wide receiver, and we saw you know two teams kind of shift away from that focus, that being Green Bay and that also being Kansas City, and we've seen you know the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, you know still very much have Travis Kelsey, and he is very much the focal point of that offense, but they don't have that game breaking type separation deep in what in what they used to have with Tyree Kill, and they're kind of trying to fill that position in with a number of guys, and I think you know the Packers. Similarly, you know, lost Devontae Adams, who, you know, very much, I would say, you know, not necessarily the same plays the same position as Devontae Adams, but very much is utilized in the similar way where they are kind of winning that intermediate type route uh, and can get open and can separate and can win on third downs when, you know, they absolutely need to. And Green Bay doesn't have that whatsoever. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers has next to no trust in anybody basically outside of Randall Cobb, uh, doesn't really seem willing to give players the opportunity to, to kind of gain that trust, but also kind of gain that confidence that they need in order to continue to kind of make some of those plays. So I think it's, you know, it it, it signals a pretty bad outlook for green Bay, um, you know, especially since their defense, I would say hasn't really lived up to the preseason billing of being, you know, a, a top one or two or top three, you know, type defense in the NFL. So I'm concerned, I think, you know, looking at their division and the NFC North specifically, The Vikings, you know, make every single week interesting, but the end-of-game type issues that they were having last year have kind of fallen by the wayside for the first five weeks of the season. And I think for that reason and the fact that they do have so much talent offensively uh, with Kevin O'Connell kind of pushing the right buttons from Kirk Cousins' perspective, I do think that, you know, the Minnesota Vikings are very much the team to beat in the NFC North and could easily, you know, run away from the Green Bay Packers given the current state uh, of both their offense and defense.
1: All right, I'm going to ask about the Jets in closing here because every time the Jets seem to take a step forward, they seem to take about 50 steps back. They're three and two, and that might be a bit of a mirage. But I like some of their young players, and and I thought when 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 Sala was hired, you know, he he a lot of players respected him in San Francisco. Where do you see this franchise going?
8: Yeah, I mean, I think they are definitely on the right path. And I do think, you know, the reason for that is Robert Fowle. I think he's going to, you know, end up being the best coach from that kind of came up through the defensive rankings that we've had it, it, in quite some time. And I do think that, you know, overall, defensively, they definitely have some room for improvement. Offensively, you, you know, the question is always going to be Zach Wilson, but mm-hmm. they definitely have playmakers, young playmakers at the wide receiver position that. Can definitely benefit and help him i think garrett wilson's a guy that has been you know wide open in so many situations but is so capable of separating so quickly and that's going to lead to zach wilson i think kind of being uh the highly thought of prospect that we thought he was going to be when he was drafted second overall and i think we're going to continue to see some of those flashes if they can continue to kind of you know call the right plays where he is put in positions to win especially outside the pocket and keeps his eyes downfield I think they're kind of a dangerous team and I don't know if they're necessarily going to, you know, go on the same trajectory as the 2021 Cincinnati Bengals but I do think, you know, the makings are in place for them to be, you know, really successful much earlier than expected and I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, when it's all said and done they are very much of in the think of it uh, as far as potentially getting into the playoffs in the AFC.
1: Uh, I sure hope you're right, Ben. Where can people see your, your work?
8: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So you can follow me at, uh, you know, PFF underscore Ben Brown is my Twitter handle. I do a lot of, you know, content, betting, uh, power rankings, and other sorts of, you know, some of the uh, analytic type things for PFF.com. So uh, definitely appreciate, you know, if anybody wants anything that, you know, any insight as far as you know, what they're looking at from a you know, power rankings perspective and how to kind of evaluate some of these teams, definitely hit me up uh, on Twitter, PFF underscore Ben Brown. My DMs are wide open. Uh, I would love to kind of converse with you know, both NFL and college football fans.
1: Love it. Ben, thank you, and hope to get you back soon. Thanks for your time.
8: Thanks, Steve. Have a great show.
1: You got it. Ben Brown, pro football focus, knows his stuff. 1229, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We'll open the phone lines for you. ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF.
0: Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida. ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF.
1: What QC Kinetics is doing for people here is nothing short of amazing. I'm talking real, lasting relief from joint pain. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in exciting new pain treatments with advanced regenerative medicine, non-surgical alternatives. If you're living with joint pain from injury or arthritis, don't let them tell you steroids, pain meds, and surgery are your only options. QC Kinetics uses regenerative treatments that can restore and repair damaged tissue. Maybe you've been diagnosed with bone-on-bone arthritis. You've been told you need a replacement. Call QC Kinetics now for an alternative way to deal with the pain. These amazing protocols work with pain caused by injury as well, like a torn meniscus or rotator cuff. Call QC Kinetics now. Don't keep living with that pain. Learn how regenerative medicine can give your life back with no drugs and no surgery. Now with clinics in Ocala, the villages, and in Gainesville. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where you can walk up or drive through for the freshest burgers in town, made to order. They support local Florida cattle ranchers, and they still feature great milkshakes, including the Key Lime Shake. Outdoor patio umbrella seating is available, and if you're in a hurry, you can order online for a quick pickup at DickMondells.com. Remember, open seven days a week. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. The best burgers, shakes, and fries you'll eat at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries.
9: How many times have you looked around your house and said, one day, one day I'll add that pool or remodel that kitchen or maybe even take a dream vacation. Here at Radiant Credit Union, we say that day could be today. With our low rate home equity line of credit, you can access the value of your home to make your dreams a reality. We offer an easy application, low rates, and in some cases, no closing costs. Radiant puts your home equity in your hands. Visit radiantcu.org slash HELOC and get started on your home equity line today. Federally insured by NCUA.
0: Hello, friend, Al Purnell here, the Sausage Man, for Purnell's Old Folks Country Sausage. People ask me how Old Folks Sausage got its name. Well, Old Folks was my daddy's nickname. He got it when he was a little boy, being around the Old Folks and listening to their stories and learning things. That's how he learned to make great tasting sausage the old-time way, and that's still how we make it today. Try Purnell's Old Folks Country Sausage, because it's good. The UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update.
4: Rain chances return to our area today, especially during the latter half of the afternoon into the evening and overnight. Aside from that, cloudy skies this afternoon, climbs in the low to mid 80s, on and off downpours tonight into the first half of tomorrow, and a cold front pushes through our area by finding the deep and sunny skies with cooler high temperatures in the upper 70s and lower 80s.
10: In the UF Weather Center and meteorologist Megan Borowski.
0: G-Shawn,
7: J-Will, and Max. Our very own personal GM on this show, Mike Tannenbaum.
1: We could quibble: is Dak top six, top ten? He's a really good quarterback. Top six quarterback? Dak Prescott, absolutely. We can't quit. Top six quarterback? Dak Prescott's a really good quarterback. And we talked about this yesterday. If we had one game to go play a game, I would take Dak
0: Prescott over Jalen Hurts. Not me. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
4: This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
1: Phone lines open. 392-8255. You can email russell at wruf.com. Let me quickly tell you why baseball is such a great game. And it happened in two separate games last night. Okay. And why managers get criticized, and or coaches get criticized, and why they get praised. Scott Service, the Mariners manager, brought in the reigning American League Cy Young winner, Robbie Ray, to face Alvarez last night. Left on left. Okay, that makes sense, doesn't it? Left on left. You're bringing in a guy who's really good, but he's a starter. He's not normally a reliever, okay? And he threw him a sinker. He fouled it back, and then he hit a bomb. And they won. Will Will Service be second guessed for that? You bet he will. Meantime, the Dodgers have been doing sort of a closer by committee type thing. Um, And guess what? That paid off against the Padres. So, and again, Urias last night was at, I think, 80 pitches by the end of the fifth inning, which isn't a lot. But in this day and age of baseball, when you face a lineup for the third time, sometimes managers... Pull you. That's what he did. And the bullpen last night worked for them. So it, that, that's what's great about the game, right? One guy hits a button, it doesn't work. One guy hits a button, it does work. John, welcome to Sports Team.
11: Yeah, good afternoon, Steve. Uh, your assessment is really good. I, I loved all four games, even when the, the Dodgers took a 5 nothing lead, I uh, saw that the... Padres, they were making a little bit of a comeback, and they just, like you said, that their their bullpen by committee with the Dodgers shut them down after the sixth inning. So I thought that, even though that was the game that I figured it was going to, when it was five nothing, I thought it was going to be over before the third or fourth inning. But you know, give give Padres credit for coming back. And I wanted to take you back to the Philly Atlanta game, begin the season, Steve. I said my two teams for making it the world series. I thought I said the Phillies because of their offense and the Toronto Blue Jays, which I thought they had a very good overall team. And we kinda of laughed because I thought that the we even agreed about their their relief pitching for Phillies is, is woeful and that come came to a little bit of fruition during the year and they you know, they kinda of snuck into the the last, I believe, wild card team and now they're hot. So my question is I mean What's their shot of of making the World Series now?
1: Oh, I still think they're a long shot. Yeah, to win the to to be in the World Series because you got to beat the Dodgers,
11: yeah. right? Absolutely. And, and,
1: and you know, until somebody beats the Dodgers like the Braves did last right. year, the, the Dodgers to me are still the prohibitive favorite to go to the World Series. But give the Phillies credit; they changed managers that seem to get them on the right path. They're they're. Uh, Relief pitching, while not great, was better. And their starting pitching, you know, Wheeler and those guys, Nola, yep. picked it up too. So credit them.
11: Yeah. Now, the Gator game. I, I heard you earlier you're, you're uh, an analyst for LSU, and I know you got prognostication coming on Friday. And uh, one thing that I saw on the SEC, SEC now, these guys are talking about the game. And the thing about LSU, well, let me take you real quick, and I'm not going to make this too long, but the Tennessee. I thought Tennessee's defense played very well against LSU. I I was kind of surprised that they they held them down as well. well Now, the quarterback did throw for 300 yards, but that was mainly because they were down so much with the short fields that they gave Tennessee. But anyway, on third-down conversion, I I saw that LSU is second in the the SEC in in third-down conversion. That kind of worries me where Florida has struggled you know, giving up over 50% on third downs, even when, you know, long situations. If Anthony Richardson struggles, do you see them bringing in Kitna at some point?
1: Uh, Anything is possible. Right. Right. But if you do that, and I know the quarterback position is different than any other one, right? They rotate tailbacks. You know, you rotate defensive people. You play a nickel package. You play a dime package. But the quarterback position is kind of odd. You don't normally, you know, do that. The object of a coach, I don't care if it's middle school or NFL, is to win the game. And if there's a point in the game when a coach feels the quarterback is not doing well and he has the confidence that the second guy could help him win that game then in my opinion you put him in you 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 can't worry about the confidence Ego. or whatever right right yep. but that said uh john i i don't think that decision is i think fans just say, oh, put the next guy in put the next guy in no, well, I don't think it's, it's, it's not a that knee-jerk easy
11: reaction no. no i'm not saying that but i'd say he's- throwing three picks and he's, oh, yeah. just real well he's struggling the is not then, doing, Struggling. Yeah. and we're down like 10 points going into the fourth quarter. I don't know what, what that means at that point, but I'm just thinking if we're not, if we're not, if we're not moving the ball effectively, I'm just, I'm just kind of getting your, 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 assessment yep, I got on you. that. all right,
1: John, thank you for amen. your call. Thank you. Yep, appreciate it. Let's get to uh, Joe here. Joe, hi.
12: Good afternoon. Uh, Quick question: How how is uh, this new president hire? How will that af- affect Florida athletics?
1: Have no idea.
12: I don't know how uh, much honestly. Control I mean, the, the president has over over the UAA.
1: No, I don't think there's control. The UAA is a separate, you know, branch. Uh, it, it's its own deal. I mean, now do you you know do you work with the president? Do you work to you know, let him know or her know what's going on in athletics? Yes. And remember, pres- school presidents are on some of these committees that meet. So, but I don't think it, I, I don't sense there's going to be any real big change in that.
13: I just
12: didn't know because you never know what you're getting when before someone gets there. And I oh, didn't know sure. There were t- talked about that side of the things of uh, this new president coming in or if anyone's heard anything, if he's supportive of athletics or doesn't even care about him.
1: Well, I mean, look, if he – I don't want to get into the politics of this because there is no, some I'm politics to this. Um, but I, I think when a committee looks at the president, uh, whoever it might be, I don't know how high up the chain that is, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, you are really – Academic—that's that, what you're primarily here for, right? But yeah. to that to that point, you still have to have a relationship with—they they
13: re- represent the college, yeah,
1: exactly. The university, yes. So, and, and you know, consulted. You know, I, I'm sure Scott Strickland, if he's going to make a coaching change, especially you know a big one, is going to consult the, the president and whatnot. But I don't know if there'll be any real change in that.
12: I just didn't know how much influence they had.
1: Mm, yeah, I, I mean, I think that varies school to school, but I don't know that because the UAA, again, is a separate entity, I don't think it's as much as at some other places. All right, thanks. Okay, thank you, Joe. Greg, welcome to the sports scene.
11: Hey, Steve, yeah, join the show. Uh, Shane, uh, your buddy, Shane Matthews, has a podcast. I love listening to him and then JC too, John Cornell. I love his views but they were talking about some of the players are from Louisiana and uh, just the added motivation that they're going to have against this LSU Tigers team. Uh, For instance, ETN was from Louisiana. I didn't realize that or I forgot it. Just your thoughts on some of these Louisiana guys and their added motivation you know, to put it on LSU and all this not fair and go Gators.
1: Greg, thank you. Um, I'm probably in the minority when it comes to this, but I'm a big history guy. I'm sure it's happened, but how many times, in the beginning of the week, or after the game, did somebody from, in this case, Louisiana, say, "I really wanted to stick it to Louisiana." I I, I don't hear that. I I don't know, you know, what motivation there is. The only motivation would be because look, these kids, most of them are recruited by multiple schools. Now, if you're an in-state kid and LSU didn't recruit you a lot, okay, but I don't know that that's the fuel that, you know, I, I'm going to go out there and stick it to LSU. I, I just don't I don't sense that, and I never really have. But we'll see. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, one FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Sports Center. here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
3: Good afternoon, I'm Griffin Foll. All four MLB Playoff Division Series are underway as former UF center fielder Harrison Bader belted his first career postseason home run last night in the Bronx and to a Yankees Game 1 victory over the Guardians. Both NLDS resumed today as the Braves look to even the series against the Phillies before heading to Philadelphia for Game 3. On the West Coast, Dodgers' Southpaw Clayton Kershaw will face Padres right-hander Hugh Darvish as L.A. looks to take a 2-0 series lead over San Diego. Be sure to catch all the action right here starting at 8 p.m. In the NHL, the 10th Bay Lightning will look to bounce back from last night's season-opening loss to the New York Rangers they head to Ohio to face the Blue Jackets Friday. On the gridiron, Gainesville High School will look to pick up its first win of the season tomorrow as they welcome Matanzas. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Griffin Fulton.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
1: If you can, take a step up and help the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. If you have an unused or unwanted car, truck, RV, boat, just about any kind of vehicle, would you please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch? The reason this is important because they take these vehicles and The boys that are there who are there because they need some help and they repair them and then they resell them. They do the work and they learn real-life skills by doing this. Your donations are tax-deductible and they go a long way towards helping a really great cause. In this case, your generosity does a whole lot of good by helping these boys learn these real-life skills. You can Google more information. Boys Ranch Palatka, or go to rbr.org, that's rbr.org, and learn more.
10: Everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat-screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their
7: famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown. Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally-installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx, or online at electronicsworld.net.
10: The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Products, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See
7: Center for details. Dollar General is a proud sponsor of the 2022 ESPN Events College Football Tailgate Tour. Looking for really low prices on the items you use most? Then stop in at your nearby Dollar General, where you can get in, get out, and get on your way. Dollar General is your official retailer for tailgating and home gating, whether you're on your way to the stadium or watching from home. With brands you know and love to make game day, your. Favorite day, Dollar General. Save time, save money
5: every day. In over three decades of jewelry retailing at other places, John Sapatino has never been able to offer his customers what he can today at International Diamond Center. The amount of inventory here is unbelievable. A lot of people go on Pinterest looking for that perfect ring, and you know what? 99% of the time, we're going to have it for That's them. because IDC has designer rings other stores only wish they could offer, like Takori, Viragio, Kirk Cara, A. Joffe, Henry Dossi, and other very exclusive names.
7: We were selected in the industry to be able to carry these top designers. This is what women are asking for. This is what they're talking to their friends, and this is what they're looking for, and we're able to deliver
6: that.
5: If you still can't find the right look, IDC can also custom design a ring for you using the latest technology. I
1: have people that have a little sketch they drew on a napkin. We can sit down, design it out for you, basically take your dreams and turn them into reality.
5: International Diamond Center, always doing whatever it takes to make you a raving fan and family for life. The smiles, the laughs, and the hugs that we get are bar none the best. At Celebration Point. That's what it's all about, yep. Online at ShopIDC.com.
0: From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF
1: radio app. That y'all can't see and hear some of the things we do before we—it's uh, fun. All right, uh, let's get some calls. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email srussell at w r u f dot com. Um, we hope to be speaking with uh, Francesca Ferracci, Gator soccer player, uh, top of the one o'clock hour, uh, and we will have prognostication Friday. And there is some really good guys. I think this is the best week of college games. We've had the whole season. I mean, there's some really, really good games this week. Uh, They were good last week. It's taken a step up this week, Uh, and that'll be uh, a lot of fun. And I think the other thing, too, we've not seen, I don't think, and maybe you can correct me as a listener, the amount of quarterback injuries. I mean, think what's happened, right? Alabama. Alabama. Texas, you know, had its quarterback. Oklahoma had its quarterback. And Alabama, statistics sometimes can be an overrated thing because the bottom line is winning. But I will say this. If you look, and it's only one thing, okay, I I am a big believer in turnover margin I, I think a lot of times that tells you you know how good or how poor a team is but this year that stat you might as well throw it right out the window because some teams are able to win and be successful despite a bad number and again that's only one number you know, you could, for example, little known thing. Alabama, they're number one in the SEC in punt return average. What? Okay, who cares, right? Well, they average twenty yards of punt return. That helps them with field position, right? So again, that's that's a stat you don't that you don't normally look at and go, ah, you know that that's helpful. Well, it is. Um, now, if you go to the uh, turnover margin. Alabama, Alabama is minus five in turnover margin. Minus five. They're pretty good. They've overcome it. And what I did not know is that Tennessee has a plus five turnover margin. LSU is plus three. Florida is plus two. So once again, you've got an issue here where you have become a better disciplined team and it's helped. Rob, hello.
14: Steve, the last three words you just said, disciplined team, they're playing fundamental football and that'll keep you in game. And, you know all the games we played, and they haven't been able to, you know, run away with it because of the discipline. It's very important; it leads to success. Now you have to, you have to go further than that. You got to get in, get in there with your team, and and um, march down the field better, and and do that. But I'm very impressed with the the lack of, um, you know, the good the good that they're not committing penalties and stabbing themselves in the back. And and, and, and you know, playing fundamental football is very important.
1: It is. I mean, look you, you, you can, again, like Alabama, you can overcome it. But most of the time, you can't. Now, Alabama is the exception to that because they do a lot of other things well. But most of the time, if you're, you know, minus five, minus six in turnover margin, you're not going to be particularly good.
14: No, and you know, they've been competitive all year and that's another, that's, that's probably that, that, that attributes to that. And I'm just waiting for AR to break out and he's going to figure it out every week. He's learning and you know, he's winning. He's got, we got a four and, four and two record. Um, we're going in to face LSU. It's going to be dynamic every time Florida and LSU play. It's always, you know, a power struggle, but we, if we can stop their run. And, you know, stop what LSU does or it's going to be a great night, Steve. You have a good one.
1: Okay, thank you. I think people are looking at what Richardson did last year against LSU when he had a pretty good game. Well, remember, it's a different LSU team now because of a new coach, a new coaching staff, a new defense, all that. So I'm not sure in that, what was it, like 49, 42, something like that last year? I mean, I don't... I don't sense that many points being scored by either team Saturday. Was I right? Okay. Um, I just don't see that. I I think both coaches will do a better job on the defensive side of the ball. All right, got a couple of emails, and we'll close out the hour. Um, Joe emails, uh, and he says... uh, you had Dodgers Astros for your World Series pick. Are you sticking by it? Yes. I wasn't so sure after last with the with the Astros last night, but you know, yes. Um, Williams says if you were the GM of the Mets, what's the first thing you would address in the offseason? Um, I don't know that there's a first thing, but Jacob deGrom can opt out of his contract and the Mets closer can be a free agent. Those are two pretty interesting things I would address right away. Okay? And here is something that only happens in New York. Buck Showalter won 101 games, got the Mets to the postseason for the first time in years, and there was a column about, is his job safe? Only in New York. I mean that's just that's the standard, rightly or wrongly. Sometimes, that that coaches are held to. Dick will be our final caller. Dick, High.
13: Oh, hey, Steve. How you doing, man? Great, great show. I just I just walked in the room and, and got on here. I want to kind of um, uh, go back on yesterday's uh, show a little bit. The guy, guy called in yesterday and talked about uh, his Napier Champ two and I was looking back at uh, when Champ came, his first year here. here. It was 2011. I mean, the quarterbacks he had in his room were Brantley, Brissett, and Driscoll. He had running backs, Rainey, Dempsey, Gillespie. His receivers were Frankie Hammond, Jordan Reed, Thompson, Deontay Thompson, Quinton Dunbar, Trey Burton, and, and, and the most important, Tennessee was 1-7 in the SEC back then, and Kentucky 2-6. and You can't compare the thing. It's, it's, I think what Napier's doing is the right thing. Well, I, let, let me
1: stop. What do you mean you can't compare? Tell, tell me how you mean that.
13: Well, well, I'm just I'm just saying in the fact that you know if we're struggling offensively, he kind of compared Napier to to Muschamp as maybe not doing as much offensively as Muschamp did. Same thing,
1: you know, where we struggled
13: offensively back then those Muschamp years. But I'm looking here. Munchamp had way better offensive skill guys.
1: Oh, okay, right. Than we
13: yes. do right now. I agree. Yes. I mean, I mean little, little receivers. I just read you. Almost all of them played in the NFL. Yep. How many receivers do we have right now are going to play in the NFL? Jordan Reed was one of the best tight ends in the NFL when he was playing, and and Trey Burton had a nice career in the NFL. I mean, we don't have that type of guy right on this team right now. So I mean, just to say it's the same, you know, it looks the same as as Mushamp. Would be deceiving because much champ actually has much better offensive skill guys than Napier has right now, and the SEC East is different. Kentucky was was lousy back then, Tennessee was lousy back then, and they're different teams this year. You know, so great show, go Gators! All right,
1: Dick, thank you for your call. That'll do it for our first hour. Hour two coming up. Plenty of time for your questions, calls, and comments. We want to hear from you and talk a little sports. ESPN. 98.1 FM,
0: 8.50 AM, WYUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN, 981 FM, 8.50 AM, The things
15: W-R-U-F, that QC Kinetics R-U-F. are doing for people right here in our community is nothing short of amazing. I'm talking about real lasting relief from joint pain. Hey, it's Greg Cassidy. You've been hearing me talk about QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in exciting new pain treatments with advanced regenerative medicine, non-surgical alternatives. Now, maybe you've been diagnosed with bone-on-bone arthritis and you've been told you need a replacement. Hey, call QC Kinetics now for an alternative way to deal with that pain. These amazing protocols work with pain caused by injury as well, like a torn meniscus or a rotator cuff. But you need to call them now. Call QC Kinetics. Don't keep living with that pain. They've got clinics now in Ocala, The Villages, and in Gainesville. Imagine, no pain with no drugs and no surgery. Call 352 445 352 445 QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550.
16: Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry.
17: There's this uh, one physician that I admire a lot and trust with my life, and they referred me to Dr. Art. But I had to invest in myself, my confidence, with my smile now, and you know, it's just made the world of difference to me. It's it's just so well worth the investment I made here. Dr. Art has an amazing um, technique um, bedside manners are just amazing makes you feel relaxed like you know you're part of the family and that's I want an exceptional work um, that's why I came to exceptional in exceptional dentistry it's all about the trust and the confidence that the patient can have with the
16: with the team here Love, Dr. Art.
9: This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com.
0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, and have some lunch on ESPN one FM and 850 AM W R U F.
1: Welcome into our two of Sports Scene for this Wednesday. Davis producing the broadcast. We thank you for making us part of your day, and we love talking sports with you. Hoping you will do that in this second hour of the program. First, though, as a part of our cooperation with the Gator Collective, uh, we bring in various Gator athletes to get to know them a little bit better. And today we're going to talk with a Gator soccer uh, player. Francesca Ferracci, I got the last name right, Francesca? Yes, you got
4: it right. Yay!
1: I'm part oh, Italian, so that helps, I guess. Oh, that's uh, all. <laughs> welcome. Um, you're in journalism. I didn't know that. Tell me about it.
4: Yes, Yeah. So I am a journalism major, like, with, like, specifics in, like, sports media or whatever it's called, and then I have an outside concentration in event management, and I... Even though I do, I don't know. I still don't know what I want to do with my journalism <laughs> degree, but I do want to go to law school. So oh. I'm going to pursue that and then maybe be a sideline reporter or maybe, I don't know, maybe be a lawyer. We don't know
1: yet. <laughs> wow. Uh, those are two there's, those are two kind of cool things. Um, you're yeah. from Illinois. How would you get to Florida?
4: Yeah, so my dad went to the University of Florida um, for three years of college. He actually didn't get in here when he first applied. <laughs> Transferred here and then ever since then like i've always just like wanted to be like my dad like in that aspect and come to the school he went to and then i found out they had a great soccer program with abby wombeck coming through here so i was like you know what let's try it out let's reach out to the coach and it ended up working out so it was uh all great and stuff that's how i got down here though Great
18: school
1: i know this has not been you know the kind of soccer season that you know, players, coaches want. But I, I will say this, you you guys lately, the last, what, I don't know, seven, eight matches or eight games have been right in it. It's been a, you know, one, nothing, three, two type of thing. I know it's tough to lose, but I, I, it seems to me you guys are still out there, you know, trying your very best to do things. Is that the case with this group?
4: Yeah, I think um, what our new coach is bringing into our culture is, like, she actually has this thing that's, like, fight no matter what. And, like, no matter what the score is, no matter if the team's ranked top 10 in the country, no matter if we're just having a bad day, like, we're always just going to give it our all. And I think that's, honestly, right now, what's keeping us super close in these matches. Um, I really think in the future she is going to have a strong recruiting program. And it's going to – the team's going to obviously be larger in size, which is going to help. She doesn't have very many subs. Um, but yeah, I think that the fight, no matter what, an effort mentality has definitely been what's keeping us in these close games, but I promise you, we are going to be Kentucky this weekend. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, You heard it here first. (laughs) Francesca says we're going to be Kentucky. That's good. Um, let me go back to when you were younger. I always ask this of people who come on. Um, did you play other sports and, and when did you decide that soccer was sort of your sport?
4: Yeah. So I played volleyball. Um, super competitively, and I actually was debating between going to college for volleyball and soccer. Um, but volleyball, you just had to be like so much taller. And soccer, I could definitely go to a better like school academic wise and athletic wise. Uh, so I decided to do soccer. What kind of made me give up volleyball was. When I committed to Florida for soccer,
1: my senior year. So,
4: like that's how long I really waited to
1: make that decision. Um, l- let me talk about um, the the opportunities for athletes now with NIL and such. Are, are you in much into that? And I would imagine, like most athletes, they're for this. What are your What are your views on NIL and what's it done for you, if anything?
4: Yeah. So I actually have a, a lot of my NIL deals are like more like. So I come to your gym or place and post pictures, and I get a free whatever. And gotcha. So who I've partnered with, obviously, besides Gator Collective, is um, Yoga Pod in Gainesville, which I went to before, and they actually created this program, and I was, like, the first one. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then I plan on partnering with Psychobar soon because they just started – having nil athletes and then i partnered with impulse nutrition um like post for like a certain amount off the next time and then i do reviews for a cookie company in Gainesville. do you really tell me about that yeah so it's actually called factory of flavor and it's i didn't say like bakery because i don't think they have like a location it's just a company that i found online one time because actually my nutritionist told me about it um (laughs) My nutritionist told me about it. So I tried their cookies one time and then they offered um, me doing a review in exchange for cookies. So,
1: Um, The U.S. Women's National Team, you you, you know what's been going on there and what's happened with that. As a soccer player, uh, what are your thoughts on all of that? You know, what's come out here the last few days?
4: Yeah, so obviously, like, from firsthand
1: experience at the university of Florida, we had
4: problems with abuse with our last coach. Uh, So honestly, it's just kind of like as much as it hurts to hear that it's happening, it's really inspiring that women finally feel like they can talk about it. And they finally feel like they're not going to be punished for saying what happened to them. Or they feel like there is just like, they have to not just fight for themselves, but fight for the future of, soccer in general in the United States of America so many coaches at all levels it's not just at the professional level and the college level at the youth level like at the high school level like there are abusive coaches everywhere obviously with all sports but specifically with soccer like it's just like the more um more higher up in level you get the scarier it gets sometimes but just Helping others be aware is super important. And that's kind of what my push was last year as well.
1: Uh I, I wanna end with this, Francesca, because I, I don't want to delve into what happened here. That's ancient history and, and the program's moved mm-hmm. on. But as somebody who's coached, you know, sometimes you think, well, okay, if I yell, if I say something, you know, is that verbal abuse, is it whatever? But is it is it pretty clear when a coach crosses a line?
4: Yes, um, you can. I've been yelled at by multiple coaches, but when a coach is belittling you and trying to make others laugh at you, Ugh. or bullying you into the point where like you have to do everything they say, or you feel a fear to show up to practice because of outside of soccer stuff or like outside of your sports stuff, it's clear that there's a an abuse problem within the coaching staff.
1: Ooh. Oh you, yeah, no. I'll, I'll leave it at that. That's that's well said. Um, well, it was good. Are you are you in the journalism building here at all? Uh yes, yeah.
4: I have I have actually my multimedia lab tonight <laughs> from six to nine.
1: <laughs> well, we're, we're in the, uh, the in the INC here, so you know, stop by one day and and say hello, and uh, we will. I'm glad to get a chance to talk with you here. So I appreciate you doing this. Thank you.
4: No, yes, of course. Thank you so much.
1: You got it, Francesca. Thank you. We try to give you different athletes and different sports, and I really enjoy talking to the kids. Francesca Ferracci, Gator soccer player and a journalism major, uh, joining us here today on the program. All right. Uh, the rest of the day, it'll be you and I, 392 8255, and you can email uh, srussell at com. I want to throw out a question for the second hour here. And I think it's a fascinating topic. It's called the transfer portal. I, When it first happened, I'm for it. And in general terms, I'm for it. But I'm having second thoughts. Here's why. I want to get your thoughts on this. There are kids now who have shut it down and they're going to go into the portal. That's it. It's it's happened during the season. Go look and you will see kids that are going to go into the portal. Should they stay on scholarship? I understand the scholarship is a is a sports but i mean do you say to the athlete you can't eat at the training table how do you know i i'm all for athlete rights but i just wonder if that pushes it to the limit because again you're on scholarship but if you're and, and part of your scholarship is To play. Well, do you punish somebody? Because, look, you can gain from the portal, too. And I think sometimes I lose sight of that. You know, when you're a fan of a school and you lose a player, oh, the transfer portal. But when you get somebody, you don't care that Ricky Pearsall left Arizona State. Right? Too bad for Arizona State. He's with us now. Okay. Too bad that, you know, Montreal Johnson left Louisiana. He's with us now. But when it goes the other way around, oh, the transfer portal. So I just wonder how that's going to work if more kids do this, if they opt out. They're not playing. Should you stay on scholarship? Because you're basically, you're not hurt. You're quitting. Interesting topic. We'll get your thoughts on it. And obviously... More to talk about with Florida and LSU as well. Barry has an email. Uh, he's got a baseball email. He says, um, you mentioned about the pressure to play in New York. Some players like it, some don't. Do you think it takes somebody special to do that? Uh, in general, yes, I do. I mean, there have been some players um, that just wilt. Playing in New York, it, it's it's different. It just is. Um, William asked about the job Mario Cristobal has done this season. Well, I mean they they've not played particularly well, but it goes to the same thing as Billy Napier, right? He's inherited a team. He's got to go build his own program, and if anybody's going to do it, you would think it'd be him, because of his ties there and all that. We will see. One fourteen Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
19: Good afternoon, this is Bryce Mitchell. The Florida Gators volleyball team heads to Mississippi State on Friday for a two-game series. The Gators are coming off their SEC wins against Tennessee and LSU. The L.A. Dodgers host the San Diego Padres tonight for Game 2 of their series. The Dodgers won the first game, 5-3, in the NLDS. Both games will have veteran pitchers, Hugh Darvish for San Diego and Clayton Kershaw for L.A. The Dodgers are looking to advance the NL Championship series for the seventh time in the last ten seasons. Make sure to tune in here tonight at 8 p.m. to catch Game 2. Gainesville High School has a conference game against Matanzas tomorrow night at 7. The Hurricanes are currently 0-7. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. This is Bryce Mitchell.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
19: Southeast Car Agency at 310
1: Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville is the place to go if you're looking for the best used vehicle your money can buy. It's that simple because the Cousins family has owned and operated that business for the past 40 years and all they have done is give you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle. The selection is great. They do their very best to give you the widest selection of vehicles in terms of price, in terms of the, it's a car, a truck, an SUV, a foreign, a domestic, whatever it is, and they've done that, again, for over 40 years. Go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. You can test drive the vehicles. Go online, secars.com. All the pertinent information is there for you. Maybe the thing to do is when you're driving around, look around you. There, there's bound to be cars with Southeast Car Agency tax because there's a lot of them sold not just in Gainesville but in North Central Florida as well. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people of Southeast Car Agency. That means football, the World Series,
6: and trees is a great time to get your trees ready for winter and Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning and more 30 plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service serving Alachua County and surrounding areas call today for a free estimate at Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall we do them all
5: we're all on this planet together so join Odyssey and find your one thing As autumn temperatures get cooler, here are some simple things you can do to help out the environment. Remove any window air conditioners. Check windows and door seals for proper insulation to keep heat in and cold air out. And check your furnace, making sure it's clean. And replace the air filter with a new one to keep it running at peak efficiency all winter long. Join Odyssey, and together each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? What are the core values at International Diamond Center? Integrity, stand behind your product, be involved in the community, give back if you've been blessed, and take care of your people. That's Keith LeClaire at IDC, who along with his wife Peggy just announced the creation of the 5th C Foundation, the charitable arm of IDC.
19: When God blesses you, you want to be able to reach out to make a difference in the lives of so many different people. Peggy,
5: Keith, and the rest of the IDC family created the 5th C Foundation to focus on three key initiatives. give kids. A chance, support military families, and end human trafficking. Pick the ones that are closest to your heart, stay true to it, provide, and help society. That's what IDC is all about. The Fifth C Foundation, a focused and more impactful approach to making a difference in our community, helping to fund and volunteering with organizations that align with IDC and the LeClaire family mission. This
19: is my passion.
5: International Diamond Center, family owned for more than 35 years, blessed with tens of thousands of loyal customers, and honored to give back to our community.
6: There's nothing like living in Gator country, especially during football season. Just ask Chuck Bush at Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission, keeping the Gator Nation on the road since 1954. And for the Gator away games, why not grab your crew and head out in a Cruise America RV rental? Also available at Bush Auto Repair. You'll love all the creature comforts at fantastic pricing. Trust Chuck Bush Auto Repair when you're in the swamp or heading out of town. Visit online at chuckbushautorepair.com. Go Gators!
10: Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652.
0: Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
19: This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
1: Rogers says, Your interview with the U.S. soccer coach, a player rather, prompted me to ask, What's wrong with the program? Is it a rebuild year? Coach needs uh, her players. Yes. Yes, it is a rebuild year, and they're not a lot of players. Um, And he said, I know the kids are trying, but not being the soccer person with the World Cup next month was wondering. Yeah, I mean, she's going to need some time. But I, I do, they're not, their record's not good. They've not won a game in the SEC, but. Samantha has said, you know, compete no matter what. And they are – they're losing a lot of one nothing, you know, 3-2 kind of games. They're in them, but they've had trouble scoring over the course of the year. Daryl, hello. How's it going, Steve? Good.
18: Uh, talk about that transport uh, portal. It's kind of like, you know, I'm like you. I started out one way, and, but it, it gives kids an opportunity. But it's just so much that going on. Like you shutting down the mid-year and all that. That's kind of going beyond what we thought this would be. But NIL, it's just something's got to be done to control it. You know, you want to see kids have an opportunity, but it hurts the kids already on scholarship And when you bring a kid in, like, say, the receiver, he's pushing somebody else back further from their development, their playing time. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's good and bad, like you said.
1: Yeah, and that's why it's really a shame that all of this happened you know with the NIL too so right. fast you know i don't think people know this espn requested NIL information from florida and florida refused now they weren't the only wow. school to refuse but okay. this is this is where all of this is it's just a what? i mean people are flying by the seat of their pants and it's not the way to do business. But hopefully, right. the next year or two, this can get straightened out.
18: I know there's two. I watched this podcast, and it's uh, with Shannon Crowder, Fred Taylor. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yep. I, I really, I really like that podcast. It's yep. Pretty, but they had the two uh, athletes: one, the quarterback at Ohio State, and the running back at Texas. And those kids have Lamborghinis and G wagons and all that stuff with the, you know, with those. Oh teams. yeah. That's that's crazy.
1: It is crazy. You
18: know, be a, a, a college student, so when you said taking the scholarship back, should you lose? Your, baseball doesn't have anything to take back, really. So how do you take you know something you don't really have from like baseball?
0: Yeah,
1: they
18: have books and you know. So um, I mean, that's the only program. They're the only program that don't have a full most of real, Yeah, full they have
1: eleven point seven, and that's you crazy. know that's
18: been like that for twenty years or more.
1: Yep, and a lot of there's been a lot of talk uh, over the years to you know change that, but I don't. I don't get the sense that's going to change.
18: Oh, that's just, that makes, I don't know how the baseball coach really do it. I guess it's all mathematics, but that's...
1: It is mathematics. But, um, you know, th- there are Pell Grants and other scholarships and things like that that, you know, can certainly help. You know, you can tell a kid, look, you can get a Pell Grant. Look, you can get this scholarship. And so, I mean, money is money, but you have right. to you have to really massage things. And there are right. some schools that have different things that some other schools don't long story.
16: Right. Okay. Appreciate it. Steve. Yes, sir.
1: Daryl. Thank you. Adam, welcome to the show.
16: Hey, Steve. Uh, thanks for the show today. And thank you for always bringing our, uh, UF women athletes, uh, in coaches as well as players that actually help this, uh, UF athletic program stay the top in the nation. So really appreciate that. And really mm-hmm. appreciate the women and what they do for the athletic program. Okay. Uh, Hey, buddy, I wanted to get your opinion on – uh seems to be really controversial right now as far as um, the analytics and how much it impacts um, coaches, not only – and is there a differentiation between how it affects a college or, or rather a football program rather than Todd Golden and the basketball program? Is there a difference? And where are you at on on the analytics? Because we have two analytical coaches Uh, that are at UF right now?
1: Well, first of all, I think that is a very nebulous term, right? What is analytics, right? I I think if you had 10 people in a room, Adam, they may give you 10 different answers to that. But I think the simplistic answer is, you know, when you analyze something, you're you're using numbers, you're using probabilities, you know, things like that, which is way above my pay grade. But a lot of coaches believe in it. And, for example, I've heard Napier in press conferences say, the analytics say, we do this. Well, they study that. So they rely on that, and that's become, for not everybody, but for a lot of people, a tool to make decisions in games and things like that.
16: Yes, sir. And as far as uh, basketball and football, would you would you find a differentiation there? Because in my opinion, and I'm very I'm very new to this as well. And that's why I'm trying to figure out like where because I've seen some, uh, you know, I called in about the Tennessee game. I'm like, hey, look, you drive the field against a high power team. You put three points up because, you know, you're on the road. You want to take that momentum. So what does momentum mean? How does that affect analytics? And it seems to me like that's being stolen away from the individual uh, independent game in itself and how that is affecting the game and then using a book to make those calls.
1: Well, um, that's it's like anything else. There's a book, you know, a so-called book that mm-hmm. says, you know, on, on this down and distance or in this particular thing, the book says, you do this. That, that's that been in sports forever. Now, you know, Urban Meyer, I mentioned this yesterday. Urban showed me a board when he was here that literally showed the probability of success third mm-hmm. and one, third and two, third and three, position on the field, you know, what the success rate was. They were doing that long before m- most other programs were. So that's the does analytics play into this of course it does does the gut play into it too sure if the analytics says go for it but you feel like you're not going to make it well as a coach you say that the hell with the analytics i'm not going to go for it but that's what coaches get paid to do
16: yeah absolutely um i'm hoping for the best you know i i believe in billy napier i believe in todd golden um i i just hope that you know you you can't really go away from what the defense is doing at the time what your offense is doing at the time all that plays into the independent uh results on the field uh thank you so much for the uh for the opinion sure Steve. Adam thank
1: you yep here's another example if the analytics says go for it and you want your quarterback to run the ball but he's hobbled does that change the analytics I, I would think it does John hello
9: Hey Steve, pretty soon every coach on the sidelines is going to have laptops and tablets and punching in numbers during the game. Um the um I want to talk about your your question on players quitting and and um should they pay for school? Yeah, you know, logically you'd say yes, but think about the mess that would cause when you try to get kids from other schools who didn't pay their education, so they dropped out because they couldn't afford it, and now they have Fs on their transcripts and you can't get them into school. I mean, it would be a mess. It would just trickle to everybody.
1: I'm not so sure of that, but I see your point. I'm not so sure of that. If, if, if you have a kid who essentially quits, mm-hmm. right, I, I'm going in the portal I'm not going to play. I'm sitting out. And you do that in week three or week four or week five, right? I don't see a scenario where any coach is going to say, I'm taking your scholarship. I just don't see that for some of the reasons you're talking about. But I do think as much as I'm, you know, for the athlete, that swings the pendulum to me. The other way because you're you're getting away with you're getting away with being on scholarship and doing nothing for it you're doing no, what are you doing for it you're doing nothing and then mm-hmm. should you be allowed to use the weight room should you be allowed to you know keep yourself in shape uh, to me no you don't you w- when you opted out when you told me you're done th- that means you don't use the facility you want to go to school fine but minimum, if I'm coaching, you ain't setting foot in here, and and I don't yeah. want that to be acrimonious. But you quit, mm-hmm. you quit on me, you quit on your team.
3: So yeah,
9: oh, that's that's a, that's a good point, Steve. That's different than losing your education scholarship. Correct. You're saying no more football benefits. Yes. Get out yes. of the football dorms. Yes. Go to the regular dorms. Okay. Yes. That, and that, that I agree with. Or, or, or even even
1: live education. in the dorm. But you can't you can't have your cake and eat it, too. If you want to go on the yeah. portal, you have every right to go on the portal. Okay? But since you stopped playing for us, don't go in our weight room and lift weights. You yeah. know, Go to Gold's well, Gym and lift weights.
9: That's... That, completely makes sense I I agree with that Steve thank okay. you sir
1: yep thank you john thank you. and you know this whole analytics thing in basketball it, it's amazing sometimes they you you have things like like points per possession player efficiency rating win shares uh rebound rate all these things play into the sport now um you know even lineup data how does it how does this lineup do how does this lineup data how does this lineup do compare to this lineup? What's it do? What's their points per possession? What is It's crazy. It's crazy. 131 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM W R U F.
0: From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN 981 FM at 850 AM WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive.
1: College football season is here and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, A.C., oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and, of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks, and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com.
5: Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car.
10: Ready to let the great times roll? All you need is a crisp, refreshing taste of Bud Light. On game days. For summer fun. And firing up a barbecue with family and friends. An ice cold Bud Light makes your good times great. No matter what time it is, it's always time for a Bud Light. Copyright 2022, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Drink responsibly.
5: The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of
4: Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station.
0: Medicare Open Enrollment is October 15th to December 7th. Volunteers with the Florida Department of Elder Affairs SHINE program are available to help with your Medicare questions, virtually or by phone during COVID-19. SHINE is open and ready to help you with local and unbiased counseling and assistance. Visit floridashine.org or call the Elder Helpline at 1-800-963-5337. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
4: Rain chances return to our area today, especially during the latter half of the afternoon into the evening and overnight. Aside from that, cloudy skies this afternoon, highs in the low to mid-80s. On and off downpours tonight into the first half of tomorrow, and a cold front pushes through our area by Friday into the weekend, sunny skies with cooler high temperatures in the upper 70s and lower
10: 80s. In the UF Weather Center, and meteorologist Megan Borowski.
15: And now, the, 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 the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick.
5: <laughs>
15: and this is an overreaction to Chua getting hurt in the Bengals game. Now, the question is, what happens the rest of this season? Would you make that call in the postseason? Would you make the call in the postseason on Tom Brady's sack? Would you make the call in the postseason on
0: Teddy Bridgewater's
7: injury? The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes. And you. Weekday
0: mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Coming up at four, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell. Here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
1: Richard says, is Matt Carpenter back from injured status? Yes, I think he's on the Yankees' postseason roster because I think LeMahieu was left off. Uh, He said when the Yankees lost him, they stumbled, didn't really get their magic back uh, as the regular season concluded. Well, I disagree with that. They did stumble, but they played better late. But, yeah, I think he's on the roster. And uh, Jonesy says, uh, college football is becoming more of a business. From the business perspective, you can't just up and leave a job and figure you're going to get, continue to get paid. There should be some consequences by quitting the team in the middle of the year and talking about going to the transfer portal. He says, "Come on, man, bring D here." Hi, D. Hey, how are you doing, Steve? Okay.
20: Uh, I want to talk about the LSU game, not specifics, but just uh, the fact that you know we've got as a Gator fan. The last three or five years, I've come to expect that. I don't care what LSU does the week before they play Florida. Uh, When they play us, they'll be ready. And I'm going to give you three examples. In 2017, uh, they lost to Troy the week before they played us. They lost to Troy at home. They beat us 17-16. The COVID year, uh, all those guys opting out. They came down here with a true freshman quarterback. Uh, They were 24-point underdogs. They beat us. Uh, And last year, we know what had all those 20 guys, 20 scholarship players out. Uh, we all know the, the stuff with Coach O going on. We're a double-digit favorite. We lose. They ran that counterplay 18 times. So, and then last week they got beat by Tennessee. But trust me, Steve, whatever ails LSU the week before they play us, when they play us, we become the medicine, the the, the elixir for them. So, this game is going to be close game, I believe. And, like I said, don't look at what LSU did last week because – that's not going to be the LSU team that shows up uh, against us Saturday night. I, I, I've learned too many times not to underestimate them.
1: Yeah. History c- can certainly be a teacher. And I, I think I really do think that this year, this year, LSU and Florida sort of mirror each other. You know, they've got quarterbacks that are in and out. Um, they've had trouble in the passing game at, at some junctures. Um their offensive line has had a lot of injuries, not been very consistent. Florida's defense has had trouble stopping teams, especially on third down. First-year coaches, so yeah, there's a lot of similarity here uh, with these programs right now.
20: Yep. So it's it's always going to be a, a close game. Uh, I hope we never get rid of LSU on the schedule. I, mean, I just think this is oh the cross matchup games, man. This is. There's something always seemed to be weird going on in this game, and it's always close. So I don't think that's going to be any different
1: on Saturday, man. D, thank you. You know, speaking of that, I wonder why, and maybe there's a really good reason, but I wonder why the SEC knows, supposedly, when Oklahoma and Texas are coming in the league. Why haven't they announced what they're going to do with the schedule? I I would love to know the answer to that. Now, maybe is there a chance Texas and Oklahoma could come in the league early? There's a chance. I don't think it's going to happen. So if you already know when they're coming here, why not just say, we're going to pods? We're eliminating divisions. We're going to play a nine-game league whatever they're going to do. I've just never understood why they haven't done this. And there may be a really good reason for it, but I can't think of one. Um, All right, let's... uh, Get a couple of emails here. Jack says, Steve, I'm with you in terms of the portal, but don't you think the transfer portal is here to stay? And if that's the case, don't we have to sort of ride with it? Y- yes, Jack, but it's got to be tweaked. I hope that in the offseason, whoever... look. as as wonderful as college football is, think of the issues that are in front of it. Okay? NIL, transfer portal, the realignment of the SEC, possible expansion, uh, deletion of teams in the future, the expanded playoff, I mean, think of all those things. Think of all those things. There's a lot, Jack. And that'll keep the powers that be busy. Speaking of that, I don't know why I got two emails about that. I've not seen anything about this, but um, Sam and Paul have almost identical emails in that, They've asked, have you heard any more about expansions? There's always rumors going on. But think about this. This is what's great. The Pac-12, right? All of a sudden now, people are writing about the renaissance of the Pac-12 because of the success of USC and UCLA. All of a sudden now, it's sort of sexy to go to games. And believe me, in California, that's what you have to have because there's so so many other things to do. Well, when those two teams play, if they are both unbeaten, man, that's going to bring back the old days. That'll be fun. Copper Gator, hello.
12: Hey, Steve. I had a quick question I wanted to run by you, and I know I'm probably going to be the the, the minority when when I'm speaking from my side of this. What's your take on, on, I'm sure you've touched on it a little bit, the reporter's responsibility on the Devontae Adams thing? I know it's been come out today that it's a misdemeanor assault. Where, where's the line that's drawn between the responsibility of a reporter not walking directly in front of a player who's trying to leave a field and the responsibility of the player just sitting there and taking it? I I mean I I just can't see how that how there's no coincidence that this dude walks in front of Devontae Adams with a giant camera and says I'm I'm this is my area get out of my way.
1: Without I I have been in a situation like that. Um in when I worked as the weekend sports anchor at TV20 yeah. way back in the day um I was actually shoved aside by a coach because he didn't want a camera near him. Um, I have a right to take video of a coach, right? Now, where does it cross the line? That's a very gray area because if you look gotcha. if you look at what Adams was cited for and I and it's funny you brought this up because when I saw this I was uh intrigued.
12: Yeah. I mean it it's wild, Steve.
1: Yeah. But the words they used here intentional overt act that inflicted bodily injury. Right? <laughs> That's what the court records yeah. said. All right.
12: Coming from a football player who's been just banging heads with players. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's the you know, that's why a lot of times in college and even in the NFL, they'll have yeah. a quote cooling off period, unquote, before you go in a locker room. Right? Because if there is yeah, yeah. you know, tension, if there is whatever, you chill, you okay, take a breath and you go. Yeah. Um and now what I don't understand. You know, he, he the guy was definitely shoved.
12: Yes, no question. Yeah, when you see the video, yeah, when you see the video, it, it was he he was walking directly in, like decided to walk as soon as two steps from Devontae Adams and goes, oh, now I need to be on the opposite side there. I'm not even taking a picture of him. And what if Devontae gets hurt? Let's just say he trips on that. Let's say he trips on it on the on the off side, and, and now he's out with an injury. Nobody's nobody's complaining kind of that this guy needs to lose his job as a cameraman.
1: No. And and I think Adam's defense here was that he directly, as you said, walked right in front of him. Well, let me ask you this: Yeah, if you if I walk in front of you, do you have the right to shove me out of the way?
12: I don't think you have the right. But how many times you see it every day, Steve? Where you're, you know, someone puts their hand on the guy in front of them, at least to brace them, at least to kind of, you know, at least to kind of, hey, let me just get you out of here for a second. I don't. I don't agree with the full arm extension pushing them out of the way. I, I get that, but there's got to be you know some area that where you're telling reporters, hey, these guys are coming off the field. You should be set up ten minutes before this. You this guy's already got a meltdown from throwing his helmet on the plate, and now you're wanting to go walking the way that they're going in the dugout. Like he needs to have a talking to. You know, I I just it, it's weird that he's getting crucified across the board for this. I know you got to take a break, and uh, we'll talk to you later, man. I have okay,
1: Gator, Thank you. It's a fascinating subject. I see both sides of it I have a job to do as a cameraman and if my job is to go very close to now if I'm impeding him if I'm doing something like that he doesn't have the right to throw me away that that that's now he can say to me move please move. Now, if I don't move, eh, all right, but th- that's always been the case from day one with media and, you know, people. Let me tell you a quick story. For 10 years of my life, I did not do this full time, and I was the public information officer for Alachua County Government. And in that capacity, I would often meet with my staff and say to them, this is what they're going to do. This is what they're going to ask you. I would prepare them as best I could. One thing I always learned, and I don't think people, just because a microphone is shoved in front of your face doesn't mean you have to talk. You can sit there and just look at the dude. Hello? All right? But what happens? Nine times out of ten, somebody yaps, they say something they shouldn't, and they get in trouble for it. So there's this incident has happened before. This kind of incident's going to happen again. Unavoidable. 147, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up ESPN, one FM, 850 AM, WIUF
0: center here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF
19: good afternoon this is Bryce Mitchell the Florida Gators volleyball team travels to Mississippi State on Friday for a two-game series the Gators are coming off a five-set win against LSU making them five and one in conference the Dodgers host the San Diego Padres tonight for game two of their series the Dodgers won game one five to three Hugh Darvish will be pitching for San Diego and Clayton Kershaw for L.A. San Diego is looking to even the games before returning home for Game 3. Tune in here tonight at 8 p.m. to catch the game. Gainesville High School has a conference game against Matanzas tomorrow night at 7. The Hurricanes are currently 0-7. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. This is Bryce Mitchell.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM
16: WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Maury of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. They gave me a new mouth. <laughs> I'm stunned at how much more confidence that I have now because I have a real
0: mouth that, um, that I don't have to cover. My dentist for the past 30 years, I feel like he got to a place where I wasn't sure what to do with me.
9: This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com.
6: I love the ocean. Me? I love a slow winding river. I love the lake, slick
10: as glass. But nothing compares to what you love inside the boat. My family.
6: My child. My best friend from first grade.
10: If you're behind the wheel of a boat, pay attention. That way your favorite water will always be safe water. Learn more about boating safety at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation
7: Commission. He's got the 1966 Heisman Trophy, the 1996 National Championship Trophy, and seven SEC trophies. Steve Spurrier was the head ball coach. Now you can call him the head beer coach. And he's sharing his newest trophy, a can of lager. His head beer coach 1966 lager is available in 16-ounce cans at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill and all Gator football games. 1966 is refreshing in all kinds of weather and tasty enough to please any beer drinker. Head beer coach 1966 lager, a legend in a can. Please drink responsibly.
1: Next time you're driving around town, check out the car in front of you or alongside of you. There's a really good chance it that has a Southeast Car Agency tag. Why? Because the Cousins family has been selling vehicles here in North Central Florida for over 40 successful years. And only one kind. The best in late-model, low-mileage vehicles, no new vehicles. Steve Russell here. I drive one myself, have for years. Check them out in person, Northeast 39th Avenue, or online, secars.com. Southeast Car Agency.
7: Get ready for game day, Gator Nation. Join your fellow UF alumni and friends to cheer on the orange and blue before each Gator home game at the Gator Nation tailgate sponsored by GEICO. Located at Emerson Alumni Hall, directly across the street from the swamp, you'll have a prime view of Gator walk, live music, games, and all kinds of family-friendly fun. Featuring barbecue and beverages from Mojo's Hogtown and exclusive Gator gear from the UF bookstore. Learn more at ufalumni.ufl.edu. Go Gators! Inside the Huddle
0: with Steve Sperger, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell. Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on WRUF. This is University of Florida President Camp Frost. You're listening to sports scene with
15: Steve Russell right here on ESPN '981 FM, 8:50 a.m. to
1: and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Daniel says, uh, with regard to the portal, Scott Frost is collecting something like 15 million for shutting down a couple of games into the season. Well, he didn't shut down. And he does say he was relieved of his duties. But in that light, is it really that wrong when a student decides to quit on his scholarship? If you look at it from the standpoint of Frost still gets his money, so does the athlete stay on the scholarship? I see where you're going, Daniel. Um, He says college football is a business. The portal probably should be tweaked, but also let's not react to something that may be an exception with some shutting themselves down. Andrew's with us. Andrew, hello. Yes,
17: Steve. Uh, interesting the discussion, uh, about, you know, let me use your quote. If you put a microphone into somebody's face, doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you have to have to talk.
7: Mm
17: -hmm. Uh, interestingly, I can look back at several players in the NFL who kind of took that approach and were fined. Well, I wouldn't say substantially, but fined pretty good for doing so. Uh, one being uh, Marshawn Lynch, um, he got fined fifty thousand the first time for not talking to the media. What well, my point is here is, if that's the case at that level, how how good is the interview going to be? Uh, what kind of quality journalism can be de- deduced from somebody who has to talk to you? Or will be fined.
1: Well, that's a different scenario there. Okay. I'm talking about in a news sense um, where if, let's say, David over there is a, a politician and he's charged with a crime. Okay. He's not in a league. He's not in a league where the league says to the player, you are mandated to speak to the media. That's my point about the microphone in the face, you don't have to talk. If the league says you do, well then you do. Now what right. you say, how much you say, well, that's that's interpretive, right? Because define talking. <laughs> I, I had I had a coach here who when I was working at T V twenty, who was not happy with the anchor. Uh, my boss and said so and said he wouldn't talk to him and i went back and told my boss that and he said we'll see and he went to interview him and he said uh coach uh you know LSU's coming to town this week uh, what do you think of their team they're good uh what do you see as some keys to the game we got to win you can't use those he talked no, no. right he spoke but you can't right. use that as a as a television Sound bite. so right again that's that's the deal
17: yeah and before i go to subsequent to that of course most people know this uh you know Marshawn would talk to the media but it would be more of they would ask a question and he'd go yeah and then they'd ask another question and he'd go yeah and i i just say to myself my goodness if a person doesn't want to talk there's really no way to force them to do so steve
1: well, again, I will define talk. They have to say something. And and all those things you're telling me, Marshawn Lynch did say something. But you know, to be articulate, to you know, say a lot of things, yes. Uh and, and, and let's go back to the NBA. Greg Popovich, right. one of the best coaches of all time. Oh, yeah. Nobody wanted to interview him because he did it. Right. I mean, he did what the league mandated him to do. But listen to some of the interviews that he did. <laughs> He's
17: too smart for him. Have a good day. All right. You.
1: Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it. So, again, that, that you know, are you are you doing what the letter of the law says to do? And that is also I'm sorry to say this it is a byproduct of media today. In the old days, print, television, radio—that's it. And the peanut butter didn't mix with the jelly; they were three separate things. Well, now, dot com here, dot com there, podcast here—what? It's just—it's going wacko. SEC network here, right? So I'm picking a really good time to get out of the business when I do because there is so much less access now, it's not nearly as fun to do this because you can't, look, the interviews I get to do with the athletes from the collective are one of the, some of the most fun things I can do because you got to get to talk to the kids. And and get to know them a little bit. That I love doing that. And I think if you listen to the show, you know how much I enjoy interviews. You can get a lot out of people if you ask the right things, right? But and it, I understand a coach has to do what he or she thinks is best for their program. But when you have absolutely no contact with assistant coaches, I wouldn't know half these guys if I ran to them in publics. That's just how it is. Right? It's not I'm not saying it's bad, but it's it's how it is. And it's sad because I come from a time when you could talk to them, when you could walk up to a practice and get an interview. I mean, during a practice, the coach would stop and walk over and talk to us. Try that now. That that just isn't happening. Today, our thanks to Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus talking a little National Football League. Scott Rabelais, Baton Rouge advocate talking LSU. And speaking of Gator athletes, Francesca Ferracci, Gator soccer player. Thanks to all of those folks for being here today. Thanks to David for producing today. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we'll. I don't want to do the predictions, but we'll narrow down a little more and, and bore into Florida LSU a little bit. And the other thing I want to ask tomorrow, if Florida does win this, they're 5-2. and two, What would you say Florida's record would be at the end of the year, given what teams are left and what they're doing now? We'll get your thoughts on that tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening. Always a pleasure when you're here. ESPN, one FM, 850 AM, WYUF, I'm Steve Russell. See you tomorrow at noon.